Welcome to Knowles 24-7's On the Bench Podcast. This is Brendan Sinone, joined today by Josh Newberg and only Josh Newberg. Chris Knee basically quit because the the coaching search was just too much for him. Sad, right? Sad times. No, no. He's okay. He's just on a field trip right now. Oh, sorry. My sources were incorrect. With his son. Yeah, with his son. Yeah, yeah. we actually do have lives sometimes outside of this coaching search thing. It is not easy, but we do, we do have some uh, things to take care of as a... Uh, as people uh, away from the message boards and whatnot. So Josh and I have a, uh, have basically a bunch of questions that we want to try to answer the best we can today. Josh put out a, a thread basically asking for questions. We have answers or, or semi answers or at least hypotheticals. So we're going to play along with you guys for everything that we know about the coaching search. Uh, and I think most of the information that we can actually report is going to come across in, in this podcast. But, but first Josh, before we get into it, uh, you have a new profile picture. What's up with that? Oh, I've been trying to get that thing uploaded for weeks. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out how to do the settings thing and then how to edit the photo. And I had time yesterday and I was like sitting around watching the Bucks. So I was trying not to watch the Bucks. Yeah. And I finally got it done. I like it. Somebody on Twitter made that for me a while ago. So that's my uh, that's my crystal ball picture. This is this is the guy at the forefront of FSU's uh, news breaking media, someone who can't even uh, get a picture to fit in the Avi profile. So this is, does it not fit? No, it fits now, but you said it took you a little while to do oh, it. I'm I just saying. Change it. Yeah. No, you are the oldest person on the website. So it does yeah, make sense that this from like 2013 or something, this technology thing is crazy. All right. <laughs> so, so well, let's get going into this. I, I just want this to be freewheeling and fun and, and uh, let's, let's just get into it. So first question comes from Pensacola, Noel 89, uh, possibly unlikely, but any word on takeaways, reactions from Odell's interview yesterday? Uh, so real quick, we can report or we did report that Odell Higgins was interviewing with FSU for the head coaching vacancy on Sunday. That interview did take place. Uh, I don't have a ton of intel other than uh, we can confidently report that, that Odell Higgins uh, is a candidate for Florida State, that he left that interview feeling like he was a legitimate candidate for Florida State. Uh, that's all I have, Josh. Anything to add? He's, he's, that was a real interview. Um, it was. I was wondering whether that was just kind of a formality. Was it a part of this dog and pony show of a coach search or what was going on? And um, no, it was a real interview. And I think, like I said on the last podcast, the, the meaning of this, and this is what you can take away from it, is FSU's doing a coaching search. Odell's one of the candidates. Uh, they've interviewed him now. You put that in your back pocket as the search goes forward. And, you, you know, you compare contrast candidates, and, and I think Odell's one of them. Yeah, I would agree. He's certainly in it. I know some – well, we'll get into the game. I know some people wanted more um, – to see more from the team against Alabama State, but uh, that's – you know, uh, we're putting a lot of stock – this whole weekend people were putting a lot of stock into games, into individual games, whether it was with Matt Campbell and how Iowa, Iowa State looked or P.J. Flex team not doing well or, or how Florida State looked. Like, this coaching search is much more – broad than just one weekend of games so try to keep that in mind uh going forward as this continues all right bloom 24 asks uh, what are your feelings on odell being head coach do you feel it puts a cap on our potential and do you think odell has the mindset to do this stuff needed as a head coach josh when we talked when we had this podcast last week i think you said it correct me if i'm wrong five percent is what you thought odell hagan's chances mm-hmm. were uh for bloom 24's questions kind of fits into it uh, how legitimate, I guess, do you think there is a possibility of Odell being being a guy who who 
would be the head coach of Florida State full time. Um, well, I, I said, you know, continue to ask me what I think about this as the process goes on because it's ever changing and it stays fluid. So right now I'd probably, I'd bump it up over 5%. I don't know exactly where I'll run it through the algorithm later today. <laughs> and I'll give you guys a percentage on where, uh, Odell's chances are at becoming the next head coach. But he asked, what are my feelings on it? Um, and, and do you feel, I think the more important thing for this, Josh is, yeah, what are your feelings, but does it put a cap on FSU's potential as a program? Yeah. I mean, I don't really have any feelings toward it. I think if it, it would be great to see Odell get the job, um, who would have thought, you know, one of those scenarios and it'd be fun to see how he does. I'm not making any promises. I don't, you know, <laughs> if that's the decision they need to go, I'm not going to feel any type of way about it, but do I feel that it puts a cap on our potential? Um, I could see, I could see some scenarios where, you know, look, you look at Florida state's program right now, it's certainly broken. It's unstable. FSU doesn't have a solid AD. They don't have a solid president moving forward. There's just so many question marks surrounding this program. And maybe Odell's the guy to kind of get you through these tough times. He has already, he's been, he's done it once, two years ago as the interim coach. He's doing it again as we speak. Where does it cap potential? Potentially uh, maybe recruiting. How do you recruit a stud quarterback to your school if Odell's only bridging the gap for the next guy? You know, I could see some things there. Of course, that's just that's the obvious um, recruiting. Recruiting's the obvious place that they're going to have to kind of sort their way out of it. I just don't know if it puts a, a cap on potential. The program's still the program, right? And that's and, and Odell is is the program, right? In a sense, like he kind of embodies Florida State. That's the appeal. Uh, to your yeah. point, I think the the program takes a hit at the press conference. Fans, um, rival fans, are going to look at it as if FSU may have missed on a bunch of targets to get there, and maybe, and that is probably what it's going to take to get Odell to become the head coach. But just because you miss on targets doesn't mean the one you land on is going to be unsuccessful. And with and Odell, be a bad team next year, right? Oh, Odell. bad. Uh, Odell or not, I, I don't know about bad, but yeah, and this, uh, why we would think what evidence there is to think that this team would have more than a chance of eight wins next year. I don't know what exists right now to say that they would be better than an eight win team. Unless, unless you somehow there's a scenario in which you keep Kendall Browles on staff with Odell Hagens, which I think would be very likely if, if that scenario occurred, you get De'Ara King gives you an, an instant shot of energy and, and maybe eight or nine wins is possible. But yeah, right now there's not a path to where you say this is likely. Yeah. I think happen. recruiting potential is where, is where this hurts the most. And then the final part of this question, and do you think Odell has the mindset to do the stuff needed as a head coach? Um, I don't know what stuff refers to, but I mean, if you're a leader of men, I think that's the most important stuff you could do as a head coach. And Odell has certainly shown that he's a leader of men. Um, there's definitely question marks because he hasn't done it. So I'm not going to advocate for Odell Hagens and tell you that he can do things that, you know, I've never seen him done, seen done, but I think he's been around enough football to know how things need to be done. One interesting point, and then we'll move off of Odell, but you mentioned recruiting and what I guess the upside is with him as the head coach. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say this, Josh, like I think that if Florida State wants to keep this class intact, this 2020 class, Odell Hagens is your best shot to do so. Uh, because guys are, about the, I'm not well, and that, about the And that's the other class. part of this is 2020 may not be a huge deal, although <sighs> – I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not either. Normally, my I'm a huge proponent of saying, yeah, don't worry about one recruiting class. Like you have to get the right guy in place. Like, and if it just fits to where he gets the guy, the right, you know, 
uh, recruits in right away, that matters. But but also for context, Josh, like FSU's already coming off of two bad recruiting classes or subpar, I guess I should say, for Florida State standards, including the the really short one with Willie Taggart and his mm-hmm. first you know his first cycle. So that's a truncated a recruiting cycle. Then last year's was coming off of a five and seven season. And you saw it was the number 18th ranked class, I believe. So, so while like we can't make a huge deal over one singular recruiting class, I'm not putting it. It's just not this year's class. You're trying to salvage. It's also coming off the heels of, of two recruiting classes that, that weren't up to FSU standards. So if you get the higher, right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and those two past classes you talk about are sunk. I mean, we can't do nothing about those. They are what they are. You know, fans on the message board told us they were sleepers, gems, and they were all underrated. Well, some of them are, but but you need the high upside guys, too. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But I think at this point, Florida State needs to go out and make the right hire. Um, You've gotten here. You've gotten here with a bad hire. So now you got to get out of here with a good hire. And that's most important. I mean, outside of Jeff Sims, I'm not throwing this whole thing in the trash can. But like outside of Jeff Sims and Jeff Sims isn't going to help you in 2020. Unlikely. Now that's Correct. another that's a down the road type of guy. But of course, you got it. You got to get those. But outside of Jeff Sims, I mean, if anybody le- I'm not going to say everybody's replaceable because it, because early signing day comes. So you're going to you're, you're not going to be able to replace all these guys just the way the recruiting calendar goes. But I still think the right hire trumps all that. I agree. It's we're in the long game now, too. Like this probably isn't a one year fix type of deal. So I don't know if you make a decision just based on the one recruiting class. I, I just saying keep for context that like there's other bad mm-hmm. recruiting classes too that you're that you're being mindful of like le, anyways we don't have to keep belaboring this mm-hmm. let's move on GCS Noel asked uh, maybe well he he nicely this isn't even a question this is like a suggestion maybe talk about some insight on the guy from the headhunter firm <laughs> so he's talking I don't about, know nothing about him he's talking about a little bit of background he's talking about the, the search firm of of DHR that Florida State uh, has brought on to to help uh, with this process uh, Glenn. I'm, I'm going to try to say the last name correctly. I apologize. I'm probably not going to, but you guys know that's not my my deal. I don't pronounce things correctly. I don't pronunciate things correctly. Yes, uh, Su- Glenn Sugiyama. Glenn Sugiyama. Uh, he is around. I almost forgot to say it. Uh, he 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 has been around the program a ton. We saw him uh, at, up in the press box on Saturday on the field after the game. He gave Odell Hagens a big old hug. Uh, one thing about the search firm. I think a lot of people were looking at like, oh, some of the hires he's made, some of the results, like uh, Charlie Weister, Notre Dame, <laughs> which he was involved in. But but Sugiyama like isn't involved in just like four or five hires. Like he's been part of hundreds before. So this isn't. And as we had Andy Staples say last week uh, when he came on, like a search firm's role is going to be different depending on each and every school. Right. Like so this isn't always a. Uh, oh, he's making the hire. He's adamantly suggesting these guys like he could be helping out. And I believe he's helping out a lot with the vetting process. Uh, so doing background and, and research on, on guys past and and helping FSU's athletic director, David Coburn, who doesn't have a ton of connections as an athletic director because he's only been doing it in an interim basis and, and partially full time for what, like a year and a half. Uh, he's helping in that regard, uh, helping him vet and, and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't have as like quite this feeling of a, it's some of this deplorable presence because you're wasting money or uh this guy's had some some bad hires uh in the past that he's been associated with like Brandon, let me just set the record straight here yeah. just to help you out yeah. the the search firm is not in any form or fashion making this hire i mean florida state is using them behind the scenes to to keep things organized and keep things moving and to keep things quiet but in no way do we think that outside of thrasher 
Burr and Coburn is like, is somebody going to influence this decision and make them pick somebody else? So at the end of the day, it's the FSU administration making the pick. Right. And they're paying this guy to do homework for them yes. to help them. So that, so that's what it serves for. I, I'm fine with it. I, I would like to see how much it is. I have put in a FOIA request. Uh, for a contract and it's going to be that's probably six, funny to see yeah it's gonna be six figures so it's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna hurt a little bit but uh but if you're thinking about the long-term investment and again having an athletic director who needs some help this is an enviable situation yeah. for him uh, here's my take on i think right. coaching search firms are bs that being okay. said i still don't think they're making the pick you know what i'm saying like we you well, can, why do you, you think they're bs it? because i don't think they really need them i think it's more of a cover your ass type thing i think it's something to uh, hedge bets on, you know, deflect it, it, it. There's a lot of things going on. And also as Chris illustrated, he knows more about it, but because of the sunshine laws, they can kind of hide some, the search can revolve in secrecy as well. So there's different reasons why you bring them on, but actually picking a coach, I think is probably one of the, the least reasons you would actually hire a coaching search firm. It's yeah. all the, it's all the ancillary reasons and kind of things around the outside and the way the sunshine laws work. So, so Florida, the state of Florida has a, a pretty friendly, uh, public, public request, uh, set of rules. Uh, the timeline can be kind of iffy. Like when you request something has to be in a reasonable Mm -hmm. amount of time when, which they fulfill a request, but like a public institution, like a Florida state, uh, does have to, the way it's currently comprised, uh, and that'll change some when when the boosters get integrated into the athletic department, uh, whenever that officially happens. But anyways, I'm rambling again. Uh, it's very it's very liberal in the sense it's very open and, and it's very uh, easy to go ahead and get you know email requests and whatnot. You can go ahead right now and send something to the right person at FSU and say, hey, can I get these emails from from this person from this time period to this time period? You may have to pay for it uh, for copies depending on how much work legwork is needed. Uh, but more or less, you can get access to things like emails, contracts, whatnot. So with having the search firm, uh, you can hide behind that because if 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 they're the ones who are sending out the emails, uh, that's a you know private company. It's unsearchable. It's unsearchable. Us. So yes, it makes it a lot easier. Not that we would get those emails in a timely fashion if it was David Coburn sending something to Bob Stoops' agent, but we would eventually get those. So. Moving on, Willie Dees asks, uh, it seems like this is probably the first elongated coaching search, quote unquote, uh, you guys have experienced here at FSU. I'd be curious to learn what you guys have learned through the first two weeks. He is right. Like the, Willie Taggart was pretty easy. We knew he was mm-hmm. a candidate very early on. Uh, shoot, I I was told when you know we saw Jimbo Fisher resign, and, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, Chris Snead tailed Jimbo Fisher to President Thrasher's <laughs> office. Well, I'm sitting in the parking lot looking at Jimmy Sexton the entire time trying to see where he's doing. I was told that after that resignation happened, Jimmy went into President Thrasher's office and started negotiating for Willie Taggart, like within an hour of the resignation. So we knew like that was the guy that was their top choice. Uh, and we knew that Willie was interested as well, obviously. So uh, this is very, very different. Josh, I know you've co- you've covered a lot of you know, assistant coaching mm-hmm. searches and you've been right on a ton of stuff before and and you've gone through the ups and downs of being right, being wrong, but but your track record's really impressive with this. But have you ever covered anything quite like this involved before? At least not at Florida State. I know you haven't, but is, is this uncharted territory for you as a reporter? Yeah, a little bit. You know, this has been fun. Um, covered yeah. USF type coaching searches that didn't necessarily last this long, but were kind of involved. Um, yeah, the thing that I've learned about this one is that 
we all were under the impression because of the way that the money was raised for the buyout through so many various boosters that this was going to be a, a somewhat of a messy process. Like a lot of people were going to be involved. There was going to be a lot of leaks. There was going to be, you know, a lot of, of hands in the pot, so to speak. And what I've really learned is the, the leaders at the top are the ones um, that have taken hold of this search. While they're in communication with the boosters, they're fully aware of how many people, you know, when they have these conference calls and stuff, they're fully aware of how many people are on the line with them and how they're just fans. You know, they're just fans with money and they're on this board. So they do a good job of keeping them involved, keeping them updated, but doing so in a way where they're, they're still moving in silence with the actual search. And I've been impressed with that so far. I like to picture that conference call was it two Tuesdays ago after that crazy ass Monday mm-hmm. uh, and with the Bob Stoops stuff getting out there and people, all sorts of reports floating around. Do you ever see the walking dead when, when Negan's I, walking around with his baseball bat? No, never watched it. Cause I will shut that shit down. I feel like that was how the conversation. <laughs> that's probably, yeah, I can see it going like that. That's, <laughs> that's how about how I feel. Cause after that Monday and Tuesday, it was, uh, it's been a lot quieter since it then. It got very buttoned up, very buttoned up, uh, and so, yeah, there's there's only a handful of people who know the direct information and they're being very, very careful. And these are former politicians that we're talking about, too. They're being very conscientious, I guess is how I'd phrase it, of, of who they're revealing information to. So uh, it's been at a premium and and that's been interesting. But like unless we're texting David Coburn, and like we're not getting direct information on this. I think that's part of this. So Josh is like having to work back channels and. And it's almost like we're working backwards in some ways it's to try cool. to like. That's, not, that's normally how I did it. You know, that's normally how I used to break these coaching scoops was just working the assistants and going backward. And so it's all good. Yeah. But this is this is a different animal, man. It's Florida State. And it's, it's just it's been mm-hmm. interesting. It's been fun to see the process. And I know all three of us have have worked different sources and different angles. And uh, by and large, a lot. I think the learning the lesson learned is that a lot of people don't know what's going on. Some like to think they know what's going on and, and really it's, it's very buttoned up. So, yeah. And I think the ones that are admitting that, that, you know, this thing's buttoned up and they don't know what's going on are the ones being honest. I agree. As it has been proven over the last two weeks. I, I agree. So sometimes what you, well, never mind. I'm going to ramble and no need for me to do that. <laughs> I'm going to try. Can you read this next person's username? Dongarinary food. Jesus. Donger uh, need food. Ah, uh, one more time. Go ahead. Donger need food. And he said, oh, I'd, like, I'd like to hear each of your personal preferences for the next head coach, as well as your prediction on who we land. Um, preference. My preference would be uh, Matt Campbell or James Franklin. You're all on that Matt Campbell train, huh? Yeah, I got on that early. Now you see everybody trying to hop on. Choo, choo, choo. (laughs) Oh, we did it at the same time. Jinx. Um, I'm with you, man. I'm more on the Matt Campbell train than I was when this first started. Uh, I think a lot of people really got on it. I think you going on Ryan Bass's deal on what was it, on Friday was aired and oh, saying that. Yeah, but uh, we taped it on Thursday. Yeah, and, the, and stuff, and stuff changed. Before the rumors came out. <laughs> and some stuff changed. But uh, but anyways, uh, Iowa State having a really good performance this weekend I think helps because I know a lot of fans were watching you know, what Matt Rule did against Oklahoma or what P.J. Fleck did this weekend and what Minnesota did. So, you know, and, and, and Matt Campbell's team looked the best because they they won. So I think that helped a little bit too. Uh, mm-hmm. And 
but but regardless, when you start doing it, and I did the coaching profile on on Campbell this morning, you just start looking at his background, and that dude maximizes uh, talent and recruiting everywhere he goes. Uh, he doesn't have that same corniness that PJ Fleck comes off with. I think I don't know if PJ Fleck PJ Fleck exudes. Yes, I mean he <laughs> he is he is a nut, and it's kind of fun, and it could work at some places, but uh, yeah, and I know PJ. I think what's intriguing to me is that PJ Fleck has ties to recruiting Florida and Georgia at a pretty high level. So uh, let's but, answer. So who's okay. your preference and who's your prediction? Cause he's asked, there's two separate questions here and both are valid and need to be answered. All right. Well, my preference as it, when it started was Dave Clawson, but I, right now I think given that I didn't know how invested Florida state was going to be at that point, James Franklin, I think out of realistic candidates would be my preference. Okay. I think he gives you the best, the, the best chance to be competitive right away to help with ticket sales right away. He brings the most credibility. Uh, unless Bob Stoops, and we'll get to that, is still somehow in play, uh, James Franklin. Uh, so that would be that would be my preference. My prediction, I would go with Matt Campbell. That's think, your prediction? I, I think right now, I think that's the best of realistic options that you can that you can realistically get. Yeah, yeah I'm what going about with you? Stoops or Odell right now. For, for the – who do I think is going to – what was the for, final for, who, for, for what's prediction, my prediction on who we land? Yeah, yeah. no so pr- preference. Everybody knows it's Matt Campbell. Okay. Um, predictions. I'd go with Mark Stoops or Odell Hagens. Mark Stoops, huh? Yeah. A lot of people are throwing their iPhones right now. Whoever's listening to this while jogging, just just chuck their phone. You said Mark Stoops. It's just who I. It's just where I feel it is right now. I mean, I th- if I had to put my next paycheck on it, I think my odds would be on Mark Stoops or Odell Higgins. You you would put your next paycheck on Matt Campbell. I'm putting my paycheck on shit, man. Okay, so now we're talking money. Now if you're gonna now if we're talking your next paycheck, who are you putting it on? You're gonna put I, it on Matt Campbell. I I would put Matt Campbell before I'd put on Mark Stoops. Like I think that's a bit of a you're putting me your me into a corner I, here this isn't preference brandon this is just how we it, you're how making we, it seem it, like matt but, campbell is this unobtainable coach or something he doesn't have a huge buyout he's at iowa freaking state like james franklin leaving penn state's one thing brian kelly in notre dame is something different bob stoops is a pipe dream mm-hmm. uh, pj fleck has that weird contract deal right now we're talking about matt campbell and iowa state like i'd if florida state wants matt campbell they should be able to get matt campbell uh, you would think but uh, Matt Campbell is more of a Midwest guy. He's turned down overtures from, I, I was told, a SEC program in the last three years, reached out to interview him. He turned it down. He had some um, interest from NFL. He wouldn't even entertain it this past offseason uh, from the Jets. He's had interest from a couple other programs that would be in higher esteem than Iowa State, and he has not left. Um, and if you look at the landscape of college coaching this offseason what are the big jobs that are that are going to come open potentially usc biggest job on the market going to come open right florida mm-hmm. state it's open what's the next biggest job that's going to come open auburn yeah matt which would Cam- be matt campbell's not an auburn guy there's some question marks on whether he's a florida state guy but next year what could come open it, it is weird all the all michigan the- could potentially come open mm-hmm Notre Dame could potentially come open. I mean, hell, no, you know, we Notre Dame's a volatile situation. Notre Dame could come open this offseason if Kelly were to leave for the NFL or, you know, or some of these other rumors that are going on. So I'm just not I, I understand what you're saying on paper, Brendan. Like if FSU wants Matt Campbell, they should be able to go get Matt Campbell. 
But I've been talking to a lot of people, you know, since I'm the one that threw the Matt Campbell name out there, felt like I had to follow up on it. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of people this weekend, people that know him, not just at Iowa State, but I know coaches that have been with him from, you know, the JUCO level. And I'm just told that – and another thing, I talked a lot about the timetable, right? So fans are like, oh, well, hey, Matt, if you want FSU, you're going to have to bend your, your timetable till, to, to interview before the season ends or, you know, to get serious about this before the season ends. I don't think Matt Campbell, although there's interest there, I don't think he views it as FSU's open. Oh, shit, I got to drop everything and go get this job. He's been patient. His quarterback is going to return for another season. He's a junior. Purdy's going to return for another year. What he? What if he continues to be patient and gets a job like a Michigan or like a Notre Dame? Um, a lot of, I mean, there's people connecting the dots to USC. I'm not one of those people. I think he's a tier below USC this year, but maybe another year at at Iowa State, continue to do what he does, and he's up for those for any job in the country, especially in the Midwest. So you guys heard it here first. Josh Newberg says that FSU can't even get Iowa State's coach. I mean, I basically said it, but I am teasing a little bit. So I, so at the end of the day, I, I talked to a lot of people and I just think that Matt is okay with being patient. He's okay with waiting. If Florida state does want him, I think they, you know, I don't think this is going to get done before the season ends too. Um, I think they'll have a shot if they want to wait. I think they'll have a shot. You mentioned the Midwest guys, and real quick, I, or you mentioned that Matt Campbell's a Midwest guy, which he which he is through and through. Uh, it seems like a lot of the most attractive coaching candidates that are kind of considered the obtainable, attainable, sorry, uh, up and comers on the market right now, like that Florida State, like a school like Florida State or USC, would be looking at. A ton of them have like Midwest ties. Like it's very much so a Midwest market right now. Uh, Matt Campbell, PJ Fleck. Uh, mm-hmm. I know even with Bob Stoops, like, you know, I know he's in, in the Oklahoma area, but he also owns a home in, in Chicago and he's from, uh, I think Ohio initially. Uh, so, so <laughs> there's a lot of guys, uh, that, that you would say, oh, they're, they would be at yeah, the top of the pyramid. But when you're looking at, uh, actual fits and how they would fit in, you know, culturally with, within the South or, uh, out West or whatever, it just seems like there's a lot of guys who are more natural fits based on the recruiting ties and, and where they have developed their coaching trees, uh, Midwest. So it, it kind of creates another dynamic here mm-hmm. for Florida State that where you're not looking at guys who are just like surefire, slam dunk, makes sense. Although we thought that about Willie Taggart with his Florida stuff, and we saw how that worked out too. So it could be more window dressing. Um, do you want to answer the other part of uh, Donger Need Foods question since it's about you specifically, or do you want to just move on? What does it say? Uh, it says also, what is Josh's preferred marijuana strain based on his uh, hair? He's looking at the well, it's legal, stuff. so I only uh, it's legal. Like I do have my card, so it's just the same as walking in and buying a beer, right? So I can speak legally about it. I don't know. It's not worth it. Don't talk about it. It's not. <laughs> it's not worth it. We could talk about bourbon if you'd like. That. All right. What's the next question? Right. <laughs> FSU com asks: uh, Is the buzz around Franklin legitimate? I believe define legitimate. I believe that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's legitimate? Like, have they interviewed yet? I don't know. Uh, would Florida State have interest in James Franklin? Yes. Uh, would, would, would Is James Franklin interested in Florida State? I believe he is. I don't know that for 100% fact. So I, I'd say there's, but if you're asking if there's this aura of smoke there, then yes, I would say mm-hmm. there is, right? 
Yeah. I'm not, I'm not on the verge of tweeting out gifts and, you know, alluding to deals being done with James Franklin, but yeah, just what you said, I'd agree with that. Okay. So yeah, don't, don't, please don't take this as we're reporting that FSU. It's okay. Let them take it however they want. All right. You know what? You guys do however you want to do it then. That's fine. Just it's their podcast. Okay. It's the people's podcast. Uh, I don't know whether we're supposed to take a break or not. We still got a ton of questions to go, go through. Breaks. Just rapid Just, fire these questions. <laughs> 55 Null asked, do you believe FSU has the right leadership to move the athletic department forward at the highest levels and handle this search? That's a good question. Uh, doesn't, I mean, there, <laughs> I, <laughs> we're, we got what we got, right? In this administration, is only going to be here for a short period of time moving forward, and then we're, we're going to have a whole new administration. So... I will say this. If you're not a fan of what they did with the Willie Taggart hire, which I think most people were, this is mostly the same group. Sam Wilcox is gone, but you know, I'm sure David Coburn was involved at some extent or another. He wasn't in the athletic side, but uh, he's someone who, who President Thrasher clearly trusts his opinion. is a very smart guy. I will say that about David Coburn. Very analytical, uh, very uh, methodical in how he thinks things. You can tell he's a smart guy when you talk to him. Uh, so he is going to he is going to weigh every single option. There aren't going to be impulse hires. He is going mm-hmm. to vet this very, very thoroughly. In that sense, I'm comfortable. Uh, but without the lack of experience and knowing how to do this, that makes me uncomfortable. Like he's not, he hasn't had to make a hire of this magnitude before. So, so yeah, uh, you know, but it, like you said, it is what it is. I don't know. There's not changing. Like <laughs> this is the administration that's making the hire. Uh, so it doesn't really matter if we're comfortable with it or not. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Let's go. Bloom24 uh, asked the Alabama State game. Felt like it was too close of a game. Would you all agree with that? And would you consider that concerning? I mean, yeah. I mean, are, are they you took. Well, I mean, I, I was concerned when ULM had to go to overtime to beat them. I mean, yeah, that's right. concerning when you're right, not like, beating your opponents, especially opponents that aren't even on, you know, on your level and you're, you're allowing them to hang in there. But yeah, that's been a concern of mine heading into the season. Right. That's, there's nothing's changed. Like we knew uh, I will pat myself on the back and I'm reaching through the Skype to pat you on the back. When we said that if they lost that Boise state game, shit was going to get really, really interesting. Uh, we were correct. And and, and that was because we knew how fragile the psyche of this team was and how much Willie Taggart was putting on beating Boise state. That was their Super Bowl for them to not only lose it, but lose it in the way they did to have that implosion to lose an 18 point lead. Uh, that stuck with this team. And, and so, yeah, the concerns that we had going into the season have only unfortunately been confirmed and possibly even magnified uh, throughout this year. I don't think we, we thought they'd be struggling against ULM at any point, but you know, here we are uh, Alabama state. Yeah, that was tough. Like that's a, that's a mediocre, a mediocre FCS team, but I'm not like, Oh my God, they, it was close. Like this was kind of how the season's played. Out. Right. I mean, there's nothing new from that. I, I do think, I was hoping to see them come out and just boat race them for Odell and to make that Florida game very interesting for his, you know, his prospects. And I don't know if this ended up changing anything or not either, but, but more the narrative of it, the, the actual, like, like, Oh, they came out in, in one by 70 points against Alabama state. And then all of a sudden you're going to that Florida game in, in a week and a half. Uh, that would, that would have made things extremely fun and interesting for the whole entire time leading up to it right now. It just feels like it's kind of par for the course. We're just moving along here. Right. So, Speaking of moving along, uh, next one, Jay Noll 34 asks, given that big game Bob is out, is it surrealistic to expect a hire right after the UF game, or is the following week now a more appropriate timetable? Uh, a, a couple things with that. Josh, do we know for a fact, a 100% fact, that Bob Stoops is out? 
Well, until FSU makes another hire, um, Bob Stoops is the one candidate that can come in and out of this thing because he doesn't have a job. He's not currently employed by a college football program. He's currently employed by the XFL. So if there is a chance, you know, yes, there could be a chance that that this thing comes back because there's nothing that says that once you break off negotiations, you can't strike up negotiations once again. In fact, that's a negotiating uh, tactic sometimes. (laughs) So, so, uh, yeah, but I, yeah, I think the Bob Stoops thing is more or less done, but maybe not a hundred percent done. Uh, you know, we we did have the podcast on Thursday, and then that Friday, FSU, sorry, the Tallahassee Democrat came out with a statement or a story saying that multiple sources said that Bob Stoops was not a candidate. Uh, I, I do have some issues with that phrasing. I do believe that they are talking directly to Florida State. No one's told me that. I would just assume that based on how the last since Josh uh, broke the Willie Taggart negotiation stuff on the podcast a month or so ago. It's been a long month, man. Um, since that happened, uh, I believe that you know Florida State is pretty clear. Florida State is using the Tallahassee Democrat as a platform. Uh, but it makes me wonder what the purpose for putting out that Bob Stoops isn't a candidate at that time. You could say they're trying to save face, which kind of makes sense. Uh, or you could look at that as a negotiation, negotiating tactic, one or the other. Uh, regardless, to answer directly Jay Knoll's question about the uh, the timeline right after the UF game, which would be a very late November, or is the following week now a more appropriate timetable? I mean, that we're still in the same range, right? Like if we're, I think right, I think right after the the UF game's ideal. Like say. Florida State zeroes in a guy, um, say it's Matt Campbell, and Matt Campbell's not playing in the Big 12 championship game, um, then yes, ideally, you would like to have that to be able to be announced right after the game. But if you're if you're dealing with a guy that's playing in a championship game, um, that's going to be something that you can't announce until after. So it could be either, it just depends on who the target is. And when we say an ideal time frame? Um... Ideal for recruiting. That's yes, correct. Is what correct. I, yes, okay. That's yep. That's what I was thinking in my brain, but my, I'm getting text messages here and getting distracted. Uh, Braves 89 asked, who is plan B after stoops? Uh, would hope a new name has emerged as now by wait by now as the guy we want to go after. So we kind of did the plan B scenario stuff on the last podcast. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone else to add to it. I mean, you mentioned Matt Campbell, you've been in on that. Since yeah, I think it's Matt Campbell, Mike Norvell, Mark Stoops, uh, Clawson. Um, I wouldn't rule out a Venables or one of the coordinators that comes in. Um, would you rule out Fleck? Would blatantly, you rule out Fleck I at this rule, point? I, I mean, I would rule out Fleck based on information that I know, but I don't know if I if Florida State has ruled out Fleck. What about Rule? Would you rule out Matt Rule? He's got a big old buyout. You know, speaking of people that know Matt and are familiar with his situation, they tell me that the move that they anticipate him making, if any, after this season would be if Penn State opened up in the scenario where James Franklin gets offered USC, um, Matt Rule would would likely want to slide into that Penn State opening. I'm right now, um, I would put Matt Rule in the plan B's, but not as likely, I don't think, as some of these others. I think uh, I was talking to someone from from Baylor's side of things that would have or a, a knowledge of Baylor, and that's their worst case scenario. And their mind is, uh, Jane uh, uh, Franklin goes to uh, Franklin goes to USC, opens up the Penn State job. Matt Rule goes to Penn State, uh, leaves Baylor without him. Obviously, uh, again, the buyout for him it's it's a 
Baylor's a private institution, so they don't have to put out that contract, but they've been pretty public in say that it is a, a hefty one. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have I been saying John Franklin this entire time or James no, Franklin? Oh, okay. Cause I almost did just then he should be the next head coach. John Franklin, the third quarterback slash wide receiver extraordinaire. Newton Null asks, WTF was truth and fiction about Stoops? I mean, that's they can write a book one day just about FSU's negotiation process with Stoops, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All yeah. negotiations are, are always crazy like this. I mean, hell, Willie Taggart, his interview took place in Arizona on a tarmac on a private jet. Like, that's where the interview took place. That's from, crazy. From so, Oregon. From Oregon, uh boosters which yeah that probably pissed off some people up there yeah it, all these kind of searches are crazy even the assistant coaches coaching searches have like stories behind them so yeah it, we should write a book on this okay there's another question from bloom 24 coming up but it's really long and he's already gotten two in there should i just move on or do you want me to read it is it good hang on it's taking a while to read through it I mean, there's like three or four questions in here, man. Ask you know, I'm gonna pass. Re- Ask or pass. I, I'm going to read it, and then you can tell me whether you want to answer it or not. How All about right. that? All, All right. right. Do you believe the players have any effect on possibly forcing the no. hand of Coburn or Thrasher? No. I'm not done yet. I'm no, not done I'm yet. Just oh, okay. No. Okay. All right. That's a good. That's a good strategy too. Uh, so you said no. Would you agree that they have to make the decision based on uh, off what's <sighs> Jesus off what's best despite players' thoughts on who yeah, they should hire? Okay. Of course. Of course. Can't choose a coach just because a few players say they'd come back or a few saying they would transfer right. if Odell doesn't get the head coach. Yeah, I agree. It would be a pretty cool power play of like Marvin Wilson's like, you know what? And he goes public. He's like, if you guys hire Odell Higgins, I'm coming back next season. Then Corey Durden stands Why up and like, would you do that? And I don't, just if they want Odell, I don't know. I'm just saying that they want Odell, stand up and say that would be a cool uh, phenomenon. We talk about like athletes being I able think to they use definitely. I'm just saying, why would he do that? to himself like why would marvin wilson forego millions of dollars it would be cool i don't know man gcs Noel, josh talk about if you think the fsu admin is handling the search (laughs) we've kind of already talked about this right i think they're handling it fine i mean we don't know i I, i'm not gonna make a judgment on how they're handling it before they've hired a coach like let's see how 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 they hire coach um i never had the expectation that they were going to come out and make a hire in four days i mean everybody got so excited over over the news about Bob Stoops, which came out 24 out, you know, the false reports that came it out. It wasn't news. After, I think people got caught up in that and expected a hire. I mean, to think that some of these coaches that we're talking about are going to be playing for a conference championship, to think that they would realistically accept a job four weeks before the end of the season is not only unprecedented, but like, yeah, it just, it, it doesn't work that way. So That's why we I, were saying I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I know people want to get upset and angry because there's not a coaching hire right now, but like outside of Bob Stoops, there's not another coach that could have been hired by now. And yeah, I, I think as much as it shows like that, well, I, I think it, someone asked earlier about us not having covered a coaching search quite like this. Like it's clear Florida state fans haven't been through something like this too. Like they've lived in an awesome bubble with Bobby Bowden transitioning from Jimbo Fisher. And then, you know, the Willie Taggart debacle, but even that coaching search was, was pretty quick. Uh, and so like the timeline of what this is realistic and not like, man, when the Bob Stoop stuff was going crazy that Monday, we were just kind of quiet. I mean like this, none of this makes sense. Cause this isn't how this happens. If you just pay attention to other coaching searches on a national level, this is really irregular. So, uh, 
yeah, we, we can move on from that. It's just the right now they're still within a normal time frame of how these. Yeah, things work. I'm just going to withhold judgment until I see the end and, and everything. I can't I can't be critical of them for for not hiring a coach in two weeks when it did, the season's still two weeks away from ending. It did set really high expectations for this hire that probably weren't fair or realistic to expect to get it done with yeah. Bob Stoops. And I understand and, that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the administration, I guess, could have controlled the message better. I mean, they got that Tuesday, they came out and said something like it just got, it just got crazy really, really quickly. I don't know what you could have done, I guess, in hindsight, but uh, that did set a weird tone. All right. GCSNL asked a couple questions about uh, what next year's team might look like and who breakout players are for next year. Man, I can't even. I don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback. next. Year. Right. It's hard to wrap around and we have no idea what kind of uh what kind of movement is going to be with players going to the transfer portal or who, who the new it'll be a fun offseason to figure all this out but we can't it's hard to figure all that out until they have a head coach right now correct all right so gumby 31 asks uh, what's with the new profile pick crystal ball are you about oh. to enlighten us who are the flowers for are they a send-off gift for tag uh-huh. or a welcome gift for somebody new oh mm, i like that yeah. um i i it, it's a uh it's a welcoming gift we're not. We don't want to send any. We're moving forward. Yeah, we're moving, we're moving forward. Not looking in the past. All right, we're gonna take a quick commercial break here, uh, and we have oh, probably another dozen or so questions to get through. So stick with us. Let's go. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love, rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, we're back and just hitting the ground running here. Not 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 hesitating at all. I didn't mean rambling uh, before I read this question. Uh, Hanzo, Hanzo Noel asks, is FSU committed to winning at the highest level or were the rumors of commitments, uh, financial support, su- support staff, et cetera, uh, et cetera, to lure Bob Stoops just rumors? So I believe that the financial support is legitimately true. Uh, I've heard that enough places. Now, do you give everyone the world like you were maybe going to give Bob Stoops? I don't no, think you, it's quite you pay market value for, for the prices. For right. the coaches. But, as but each I, one comes, um, you know, you, you, you do what you got to do as the dick, as the market dictates. <laughs> that, was, that was almost a funny slip up. And I think there are two things that are kind of separate to this, Josh. Like one is how committed are you to your football program through who you're hiring as a head coach and that'll speak volumes. But then two, how committed are you to the football program for what you do to whoever the head coach is uh, with things that, that like facilities, things like support staff, how much money are you investing in your football program uh, to be competitive with the Alabamas and Clemson's and Georgia's. I think that's where Florida state is legitimately invested. We'll see what the head coach you know, salary looks like. And, and that again, we'll, we'll say a lot, uh, but more so, uh, what are you doing on the periphery of the football program, regardless of who's the head coach? And I think that's where Florida State's mindset is right now uh, from everyone we've talked to that, that has connections to boosters and people who, who write these checks. Like Florida State is invested in that regard. I think that's legitimate. 
Uh, I would be surprised at this point if, if that didn't show, uh, if, if that didn't come to fruition, regardless of who's hired. Uh, let's see. V, VJ1992 asks, do you think FSU admin will panic due to decommits and promote Odell? I don't think they will. I don't think they'll let that dictate terms. Do you, Josh? No, I don't think so. All right. Danella Knoll asks, uh, thoughts on the timeline for the hire, uh, i.e. the end of the month, uh, if it's still, uh, what kind of effect that would have on the recruiting class, a long-term effect of possibly third straight average class with no major differences. Mm. Uh, and and are, we looking at a, are we right. looking at a multi-year rebuild now? This is when we were talking about the Odell thing, Josh, uh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of what I was getting at. You is, answered all this. Yeah. So maybe, uh, yeah, we'll reference that, but, but it's problematic. Like I think, I think a long-term rebuild, is realistic at this point do you i'm not saying yeah yeah, they didn't take look brendan um they haven't done anything to address the offensive line issues they haven't done anything to address who's gonna replace brian burns and we're almost two years past that um florida state doesn't know who their quarterback's gonna be next year and there's no head coach right now and signing day is what a month away Mm -hmm. it'll be the 18th is it i can't remember but yeah we're a month we're a month and change we're a month and change away from the early signing period where most of the class is signed. Um, will, so he's asking, will the timeline of the hire affect on affect the recruiting class? Certainly. And yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was essentially it. But then what would, the, what would the, hire, the better, but still it's going to be hard to sign. Even if you bring a guy in on December one, right. You have 18 days to not only recruit a, a class, but also assemble your staff. So you're going to have, a couple of the hangover coaches still on the trail in those early days. You're going to have some of your new staff arriving to town, hitting the road. Um, so the earlier, the better. But certainly, as you, if you go another week, you know, then you're looking at December 7, getting a head coach in on December 8. Now you got about a week to recruit and bring in your coaching staff. Woo, it's tight. <laughs> We've seen with Willie that that's not an easy it's thing tight. to do. But yeah, to say this is a, a rebuild would be would be fair. Um, yeah. He says, are we looking at a multi-year rebuild now? I would say so even after last year's signing class when you saw FSU strike out at quarterback, at impact offensive line, when you saw they brought in one Juco who you know we were skeptical at the time was going to contribute and we've seen what happened since. So there's, not, there's just not a lot of pieces. And then on top of it, you lose the only playmaker. I mean, look at what FSU's defensive line plays like without Marvin Wilson. And you're going to get it to see it again next week against Florida. And it's not going to be pretty. And look at that offense when you take Cam Akers out. And look at that offense when you can't throw it up to Tamori and Terry anymore. Do you remember when I was told I was slandering Willie Taggart for just pointing out that they did the improbable of not signing a single skill player in the entirety of last year's class? Yeah. and, and, and you know, Turns and, out you need to right? sign skill guys every single year. Anthony Grant's up in the air. Warren Thompson's very much up in the air. Whether he returns, those are two skill guys that you signed in the class before that you really needed to come through because you didn't sign any last year. It's a mess. I do like the offensive line, some of the younger pieces. I like I like Dante Lucas. I like Darius Washington. But those are just two guys, and it's a problem that takes more than two, obviously, to fix. And, and they were both playing earlier in larger roles than they needed to this year. And that shows uh, how poor the, the offensive line situation was. Uh, how poor of a job Willie Taggart did to make it remedy it right away. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of issues. Multi-year rebuild is fair right now. I know a lot of people probably aren't happy hearing that, but I think that's realistic. Uh, Kadam 
961 asks, can you get into the into what the interviews might look like at this point with the timeline and knowing that coaches are still in season? Also, would FSU have to pay $10 million for Fleck? Uh, the Fleck, real quick, Josh, I know you've answered the timeline stuff, so think about if there's anything else you want to add to it, please. But real quick with Fleck, initially the contract was not supposed to be able to go into effect until later in December, and then, and then the buyout wasn't really supposed to kick in until January, I believe. Uh, but they've kind of expedited the process to get them to sign the contract. And, and they're saying it goes into effect like already, like it's already in effect. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what that means for the buyout. I talked to a coach this morning over there at Minnesota, and there's no – I have no reason to believe Flex is going to be leaving Minnesota for Florida State. Just put it that way. And the contract is signed. It's enacted. I mean, yes, Florida State would have to pay a good chunk of money to get him. Um, but I just, I, you know, having heard what I heard was told this morning, I don't believe Florida state and, and flex going to happen this time around. I was told that there was mutual interest early on, but that was also around the, that was before that contract was, wouldn't there be, you got to get paid. Yeah. And then now you got, now you gotten paid. So, uh, the null OG, who is the best X and O candidate on our list for head coach? Uh, where are they ranked on our list of priority? Are they defensive or offensive mind? So, so X and O guy, I mean, I think immediately the guy who comes to mind, and I think there's a few good ones there, but uh, man, I really like Matt Campbell and what yeah, he does. That's and, where and, I'm, I mean, yeah. that's where I'm going with that. Answer. Yeah. Uh, their offense has been really, really good this year as offenses have always been really solid. But what I like about him is this grasp of identity and what his team is playing to strengths. I think mm-hmm. that's really impressive. Uh, the team looks really organized. They always punch against their weight class. Sustainable too. Very much so. Very much so. Because he's adaptable, but it's not this crazy alteration. I mean, we saw what happens to to great mottos and sayings when you don't back it up with wins. It just looks corny. I mean, we saw it happen in Tallahassee these last two years. There's nothing wrong with the things Willie Taggart was saying when he arrived. They just look funny in the light when you're not winning ball games. So. That was that's my fear of Fleck is is it sustainable because you have a down year you know this is the South these kids I don't think these kids are gonna react to those sayings and things if you're not winning behind it yeah a lot of eye rolling and skepticism mm-hmm. uh, it, it, and there yes uh, and there was also a follow up questions are we better off bringing in elite coordinators and making Odell Bryles or Levitt the head coach um, no. Uh, I mean, I think you're better off getting a proven head coach that you feel really good with. I think Mm -hmm. in the pecking order, like Odell Higgins isn't the worst option. I'm not as adverse to him as a lot of people are. Uh, I think you'd have to have the right expectations to like, okay, how long is he going to be the head coach for? Uh, What exactly are you supporting him with or surrounding him with? Mm -hmm. And if things were to go poorly, I think you'd have to have something in the contract where like it's an easy escape for Florida State. Uh, it's something that maybe they could transition Odell to like administration or or something to where his like his fallout isn't bad and where his legacy is. What getting I'm ruined. told is the con the numbers have to be negotiated to a place where, you know, even if it is just one year, then Odell rides out with a severance package. He's an ambassador for the university and he gets right. you know, he's going to get his money over time and it'll be looked at as like a gesture like you've been great to this program. You know, we don't mind paying you this you know, golden parachute to, to ride off into the sunset and go fishing with. Right. Um, and I, I think that would be the, the thing. way to do it. I actually, I do want to talk, you know, there's been a lot of people that talk about the downside of hiring Odell is you can't fire Odell. And I completely disagree with that. If anybody knows 
that anybody can be fired. It's Odell Higgins. He's been, he's been in the coaching business for 35 years. It's just how it works. And if there's a way to do it to where you can, you know, say, you know, thank you for all the time you've done. This is what we're going to leave you with for the next five years. You know, we're going to pay you this, you know, this huge amount of money, um, you know, huge for Odell, not Willie Taggart money, but huge. <laughs> well, well, Odell's like makes like 500,000 a year in a position where he still remains around the program. And he's like, he's in that ambassador role. Yeah. There's, there's a way to do it if it did go poorly. And I think if you do, I, there's sorry. downsides to hiring anyone. I agree. I completely agree. I just think the one about you can't fire him or it's going to be awkward to fire him. I think that's the, I, I don't know why people keep harping on that. Well, because that would be if you didn't do it the right way. So you have to be, uh, have a very adult conversation there. Huh? I'm told the plan would be there to where he's going to get wrecked. Like, it's not like we're, we're just throwing you out and this is what your contract dictates. Like he'd still be part of the program. As long as that is there and that conversation's be ha- been had and you said it has, I think that that's fine, but that's what you need. Right. You need adults to come together and say like, you know, we do want to prepare if things did not go as planned. Yeah, and as long as everyone's cool is an adult them. as well. He is. He is. I think he can he's handle been it through too. business and understands the business. So, I think just Florida State's administration would feel terrible about it, but like you said, felt terrible about cutting the check to Willie Taggart. <laughs> they felt terrible about that. That, che- that check <laughs> did not feel great. Uh, Renegade Noel eighty two asks, "What would Odell's staff look like if he landed the job?" I'm hearing done, done legit buzz. Uh, basically, he's saying he's hearing that there would be a mega staff. I mean, that is the appeal, right? If you, if you do hire Willie or oh God, Freddie Slim, if you do hire uh, Odell Hagens. Uh, you would keep, I think, some of Willie's staff, some of the guys who are on there now, like Kendall Bryles, Randy Clements, Ron Dugans, would all make sense. Uh, I would think, though, that the defensive staff I don't know if Kendall Bryles makes sense to me. Really? Sure. I I disagree with you, but go ahead. Uh, please explain I why. I think that um, Kendall Bryles makes sense on a, yeah, it saves us money, and if Odell bends backwards for FSU, maybe that gives him a better chance at the job. But I think Odell Hagens is a guy that's probably had dreams of becoming a head coach at Florida state since he arrived in the eighties, right? Like not saying he necessarily dreamed of becoming the head coach, but he's always dreamt about this. I think at the end of the day, if Odell gets the job, he's going to go somewhere with someone he's familiar with. He's never coached with a wide open spread attack that leaves the defense vulnerable. And there can be consequences to the play calling on offense. He's never had that around him at Florida state. So I tend to believe that if Odell Hagens lands his dream job at this university, I think he would probably go with somebody he's more familiar with rather than somebody that's just got on as a, you know, as a mercenary hire to help save Willie Taggart in in the sinking offense. Um, There's definitely downsides to Bryles play calling if the team isn't stacked on both sides and especially next year moving forward with FSU's defense. I'm not saying he wouldn't hire Kendall, but I don't think it's such a, a lock as you say. Okay. At, I think there's probably how many other – here's my logic. How many other offensive coordinators are out there who are as, as talented as Kendall Bryles? I mean, there's some, right? But how many? We're talking about a pretty narrow list right now, correct? Pretty narrow list, yeah. It depends. Okay. I mean, Florida State's got money. You know, They can go out and hire somebody, but yeah. Right. Right. So, but if in if he, I mean, my understanding is that he he likes what Kendall does, uh, thinks highly of him. We've seen the way he's he's felt comfortable 
allowing Kendall to do his thing as a game manager and as a play caller so far uh, the last couple of weeks. Now, maybe that's just how Odell would operate with anyone, but he clearly trusts Kendall enough to, to run things. So I think mm-hmm. he likes Kendall Bryles. I think Odell, big picture, like you look at, okay, are we going to revamp everything that we just have installed the last few years? Like maybe you do, but then you're transitioning back to something, like you said, more traditional pro style sense. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that you have something that works fairly well right that right now with the talent level uh, continuity is important. Uh, I think, I think they would go with, with KB and know that he would bring value in that sense. Yeah, and maybe, I, I, Hey, maybe you do that and you bring in somebody like a Kevin Steele that's been working at Auburn with, with an offense that is similar. Um, you know, the, the Gus tries to go up tempo a lot and the defense has to kind of defend it when Gus's offense isn't, isn't up to snuff, which it hasn't been this season. So if, if a guy like Kevin Steele's available, I mean, I could mm-hmm. see, you know, them getting, so yeah, I do think if Odell Hagens was named the head coach in this, in this hypothetical, that he would have the chance to put together a, a really good assistant coaching staff. And I, I would have what you're saying, Brendan, and, and with the Bryle stuff, and I was thinking of it as you were speaking, um, if he's able to bring in a guy like De'Eric King, and bridge that gap. Um, yep. I don't think Kendall's a long-term solution, but yeah, maybe maybe for the year that FSU has owed on his contract, it, it could be a, a win-win for both sides. That That's more my thinking, man. Yeah, that's where I stand. But I think regardless, big picture, if you did go Odell Higgins, uh at all-star coaching staff, it's almost essential because you're not paying Odell more than probably a couple million a year, right? Because he's making mm-hmm. 500000 right now. So you can, you have to be careful. He has to make more probably than the uh, than the coordinators I would imagine around him. But still, I think you would be uh, able to invest a lot of money in the support staff and the coaching staff, and and that would almost be a, a essential selling point in making that work. Uh, let's see, Noel three fan seven six asks, how does FSU's coaching search? When people put in these parentheses, it really throws me off. Uh, compared to any other schools, previous or current search, uh, was the previous deadline made on the assumption of uh, Big Game Bob was going to accept? Uh, I mean, the timeline is the timeline. Like they said, they want to do it within a month or still within a month. Like if it trickles into a week after, into early December, like that's not ideal. But uh, this timeline is pretty normal. When we talked to Andy last week, like he actually thought the timeline for doing it in in November was really ambitious. Uh, again, we talked about this earlier, like the expectations uh, that that was set with the big game Bob stuff. Like when that rumor, when those rumors came out a couple of weeks ago, that set really crazy, unrealistic, unobtainable expectations for a good chunk of this fan base. And, and being able to reset that has been difficult. Uh, that was a disadvantage uh, in terms of the big game Bob stuff and the initial deadline. I mean, again, it's not a, it's not a deadline. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not a deadline that you're set. That was set with big game, Bob. Like you have to negotiate with him. You have to take your shot at him. He's the best available coach on the market. You have to give it a try. Uh, but I don't think they were saying, yeah, we're, we're thinking we'll get the hire done in a month because they were that confident in, in stoops. They felt really, really good about it at one point. Uh, again, we're hearing that it may not be totally done, uh, but they've moved on and are aggressively pursuing others. Um, I don't know, man. Do you have anything to add to this? I feel like we've already kind of rehashed yeah, everything here. On this. All right. Hi, Null asks, uh, dry toilet paper or wipes? Yes. I think you need to mix it up. It I think depends on the season. 
<laughs> depends on what you had for dinner the night before. Okay, Rocco20 asks, what's Norvell's alleged baggage? Have you heard uh, Fickle's name thrown around by people who matter? I don't think we want to get into the specifics on Norvell's baggage, right? Um, just I'm not getting sued. Yeah. I mean, everybody reads online and the message boards and Twitter. I mean, this is, you know, I, I like how everybody likes to bring it up like they're the only ones that know about it. Yeah. Everyone that we've talked to about it <laughs> mentions it. Yes. Uh, so the, they seem legitimate. They seem substantial. Um, Fickle's name. Have you heard that at all, Josh? Sure. I think that's Fickle, a, a dark Cincinnati. horse. Yeah, dark horse. Dark horse. Dark horse Fickle. Uh, he's done a really nice job at Cincinnati. All right. Uh, Nia Tarach, God, neat, rough. Asks A: Has Campbell been contacted? B: Has he expressed any mutual interest? C: If so, uh, an FSU could land the coaching caliber of Matt Campbell. Why on earth would they have interest in someone like Leach, who's a walking red flag? I don't know if they have a ton of interest yeah, in, in Leach. I, I think there's some assumptions being made, but um, has Campbell been? I, I do believe Campbell's been contacted in some form or fashion with his. Campbell representation. Yeah, exactly. Whether it be an agent or representation of some sort. Um, Do I believe they've sat down and had uh, talks or negotiation? No, because I'm told that Matt Campbell's focused on the season and he may not leave uh, Iowa State anyway, and he's in no rush to. So I don't believe that this is like something that we need to um, be updating every day with Matt Campbell. I think it's something where at the end of the season, Florida State tries – that'll be their chance to make a run at Matt Campbell after the season. All right. Big Daddy Guap 2 asks, are there any players that are rumored to be looking to transfer after the end of the season? I mean, rumored? Yeah, sure. There's a lot of guys who are who are rumored. I, and I would imagine – would you agree with this, Josh, that there probably are going to be a lot of guys who, who transfer? There always are when there's there a losing season. But now losing season combined – well, this one may not be a losing season. But uh, subpar season, again – Combined with the coaching change, like yeah, there are going to be, there are going to be, there's going to be movement. Uh, we've already mentioned Anthony Grant and Warren Thompson as two guys who are very much so. They haven't been around the program in a while. I don't know. It makes me think that they're going to be around coming. Yeah, you know, in and February. Warren Thompson's people told me. I reported this on the message board. I think two weeks ago, but Warren Thompson's people told me that they, you know, they urged him to calm down. They urged him at the time. This was right after I think Wake Forest not to put his name in the portal. They they told him to chill out and wait till after the season, make your decision. Um, and their point to him was like, you don't want to look like you're giving up on your team because these teams that are you might transfer to are going to look at that and question you if you put your name in the portal midseason. So um, I can tell you, Warren Thompson hasn't made a decision yet. Okay, and they're and probably Anthony gonna... Grant. He hasn't been around the program all year. Uh, no, the coaches on staff didn't expect anything from him heading out of camp. Um, in terms of coming back to the team, and we haven't heard much of anything is in terms of him coming back. I, you know, personal reasons, as Willie Tacker would say. Uh, and also, I think you would look at guys who would maybe be uh, graduate transfer types too, as well. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be the other type of guy, other than just unhappy Willie Taggart commits, uh, guys who would who would have you know, a year of eligibility and be able to play right away and transfer to another Power Five school. Those are probably also types of guys that that could move on. Um, Chevy Toys asks, uh, who would be your out of nowhere candidates? So the guys who are we're not talking about. I mean, I think if we I think we'd be talking about them, right? If we, uh, I don't know, Gus Malzahn. No, no. Mike Gundy. Luke Bill Fickle. Na- Bill those Napier. Are my, those are my dark horses. Those are, those would be the God. three. 
um, to answer that question appropriately, uh-huh. there you go. Oh, okay. So you're being, you're being appropriate. Lane Kiffin. No, 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 um, no. Are people talking about Brian Kelly as an option? Oh, somewhat? he would be a good, he would fit that bill. Yeah. He was that not something that we're talking about a ton, but that would be one. Um, that would maybe be interesting. Uh, if he thinks that Notre Dame, he's not long for that world and you want someone with uh, experience, uh, whatever. Bloom 24. I know y'all can't really let the cat out of the bag about some coaches who are being pursued and are showing real interest. This is a hell of a qualifier. Uh, but are there any that you can elaborate on and really feel like there's a chance it could happen? I mean, I... Mark Stoops. Um, I think, I think that could, I think there's a good chance they could get that done if they wanted to. Um, Odell Higgins. I think there's a good chance if they want I mean, you got to remember, we're still two weeks from the end of the season. So like, if you're going to ask me this question in two weeks, I'll probably have a different answer. But right now, I mean, I don't think these guys are prepared to leave their schools and sign at Florida State midseason. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. God, there's still a lot more questions. We have to go fast. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. Rapid fire. Jesus, man. Uh, GCS Nil asks, so do you think DC is being irresponsible and foolish with his reporting? DC? defensive DC? Cor- oh, dot com. Dot com. Uh, uh, I, don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I've gone on record with it and saying that it's been very rumor mill-esque and irresponsible. Yes, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, but, you know, everyone has to do their different business methods, and, and they certainly don't like the way we do things sometimes, too, as they've articulated in the past. So it's all good. Uh, just competing to get to get subscriptions, right? Uh, Nolman58 asks, gun to each of your heads. Uh, I hope not. Name your top two primary candidates now. We've already kind of talked we about did the primary. That. Yeah. Sorry, sorry man. Um, uh, SWL Seminole asks, B-Sun and E have both alluded to chasing some rumors with regards to BGB still. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for you, Josh. Do you think the door has closed or do you think there is still a chance? And if there is a chance, at what point, uh, like the end of today, Tuesday, Wednesday, God, the parentheses. Oh, my God. I have no uh, I, but I think if you're Florida State, you're not shutting the door. You're just leaving it wide open. I mean, you're sitting in your room, and if Bob Stoops comes walking back in, you're you're going to say, "Come on in and sit down and let's talk." Right, and I think they I don't think already, everything has to be so rigid. Right, if he wants to talk, that's fine. But I think they're moving on as if like you're not counting on that at this point. You have to. You have to turn your back. You know, it's like courting a girl. If she doesn't, you know, she's not responding to you. You got to just go about your business, and then. If it comes through, you know, you entertain it as it happens, but you got to go about your business. DMs, you respond, but you know what? You want to know what my move was back in the day? Back when I was single? What did you do? All right. Well, I just get up to go pee a lot in the middle of the night because I'm an old man and I drink a lot of caffeine and, and, and alcohol sometimes too at night. And that makes you have to pee a lot. So, uh, so what I would do is, you know, a girl would text me at like 930 at night, which is typically my bedtime or so. And, uh, and I would not respond until like, three o'clock in the morning and it wasn't like a booty call type of thing it was just a response of like hey what's up and then it gets some thinking josh all right it gets some thinking how'd that work out for you brendan great great i remember a girl much later was like yeah why are you texting me that late she's like i was really like wondering what you were doing then and stuff so yeah get some thinking it worked out fantastic (laughs) at least once and you know what it's a numbers game man all right go Knowles 2011 or 2011 Asks, is FSU prepared to take NCAA sanctions if need be to purge the guys, uh, the roster of guys who they don't want to be part of the solution? This is about APR. I mean, I don't think Uh they want I don't think they want to be in trouble to APR. 
Uh, did Willie do enough to fix the APR to allow his successor to make changes needed to restore the program without incurring NCAA sanctions? We don't have the updates for this year's APR score, uh, so I don't know that for a fact. Uh, it's also, it takes four years. I think it's four or five years, but it takes multiple years into account. So even if he did some great things, which I think he got them on the right track, uh, it's still just, I mean, that's a quarter of the entire equation. So he didn't have enough time here to actually make a huge dent in that. I, I can't imagine. Uh, maybe it gives him a little bit of breathing room. But man, Jimbo's last year or so was such a debacle and such a shit show in regards to the academic stuff that that it probably puts you on thin ice for for more than another season, I would imagine. Uh, I obviously will report on the APR stuff when it comes back out in the off season, but that's a little ways away to to see what the new numbers are going to be. Uh, Chillcat229 asks, if Odell was hired, what impact uh, players that can leave would stay next year? I know Tamar and Terry said some people mm-hmm. may stay. I don't know who, like maybe Corey Durden would be someone that would make sense, given that yeah, he may not be in his best interest to go to the NFL. Like he, he's good, but is the NFL ready yet? I don't know. Uh, he loves Odell. So that would be someone who would make sense, but that's just purely speculation. I don't know. Do you have anyone, Josh? No, you know, I think these guys are going to make the best decisions for themselves. And if they get the grade back that says that they should stay, I think that's how it'll go down. I don't think um, I don't think anybody's going to put aside millions of dollars to play one more season for Odell. And I think he would completely understand that as well. But it does go to show you that there is support. The players do believe in Coach Odell. And um, I mean, maybe if a guy was a late round draft pick, it could save it. It, it could sway him to stay one more year. Maybe yeah. in that case. Oops, sorry about this, guys. Uh, Josh's computer just decided to uh, to randomly restart, and uh, it apparently it's going to be like a 40-minute process. So we're just going to punt on the rest of the questions, unfortunately, because we had some good ones left and about another dozen or so, but we've already been doing this for about an hour, and uh, it would be a, a, lot more, uh, a lot more waiting uh, for Josh's computer to work. So so, anyways, I'm jumping in here to... Uh, to say that that we got everything we could get from the audio file. Some of it got corrupted, but most of the podcast is here intact, fortunately. So thanks, everyone, for asking some really good questions. This was fun. We'll do the Q&A format again throughout the coaching search, I'd imagine. But hopefully this was informative for you guys. For Josh Newberg, I'm Brendan Sinone for Knowles 24-7's On The Bench Podcast. Chris Snee will be back with us next week, hopefully, uh, when he decides to unretire. retire